This is the Sons and Slaves Podcast. This is a show devoted to helping fathers and sons honor and obey the Lord. Join me, Jared, and my sons, Ransom and Valor, as I talk to them about boyhood and the process of becoming a man. Hello, and welcome to the Sons and Slaves Podcast. We are back again and excited to talk to you guys today about David and Goliath, but I'm just one of your hosts. My name is Jared, and I'm here with my sons. Ransom. And? Bye. You guys doing well today? Yep. yep. Okay, I got a question. One at a time. Ransom, what are you drinking today? Milk. Milk? You really like milk? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's cold milk, correct? We have to be specific? Yes. Okay. Valor, what are you drinking today? Chai tea latte. Chai tea latte. What do you like about chai tea lattes? Just a little like it. Did it taste pretty good? Yeah. Did you and your mom, did your, your mom's the one that showed you about that, right? Yeah. And you guys, what did you do? Didn't you make up some sort of cup or glass or mason jar full of chai tea latte concentrate? Is that what that is? I think so. Yeah? Okay. Don't know. You guys like good drinks, huh? Yeah. Now, yours is, yours is warm, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, guys, let's go ahead and pray, and then let's start talking about David and Goliath. But first, I want to get an update on your birthday, because your birthday was yesterday, and it was pretty amazing. I'm nine. You're nine now, but let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into it, okay? Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for my sons. ask for a blessing upon this conversation, and for everybody that's listening in, I pray this would be a real encouragement. Help us to be, really, when we talk about David and Goliath, help us to not make the mistake of only seeing Jesus or make the mistake of not seeing Jesus at all and only seeing David. Help us to understand what we can about the story and be encouraged and challenged by it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so tell us about your birthday. Your birthday is on the 4th of July. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. We started off today with an obstacle course. Right, and I tried to convince you that you're too old for an obstacle course and that you weren't going to get one, but I don't think you really believe me. you actually did convince me. I did? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Okay, I thought you were kind of like pretending, because I was kind of like, yeah, you're too old. We don't need to do another obstacle course for a ransom. You really convinced me. But this is your fifth one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Valor's only had two obstacle courses, because, no, 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 wait a minute. Was it? Yeah, you've had two. He's only had one. He's only had one? Yeah. Okay. It started on the fifth. Right. Yeah, but I think I actually did one for him the year before. No, maybe. he didn't. No? Okay, so last year was your first I one. I did one at my five. When, when you were was five. And your birthday, when you're coming up on a, on your six-year-old birthday in January, so I'll have to do that again. When I when I was five, I think. Yeah. When I was four, too, I think. When I, when I was four. No, you were five. I'm scratching my head a little bit because I was thinking that, well, maybe not. But what we do is, this just kind of happened. I don't know why it happened, but it did. We started doing, when, when our children turned five, we, we start doing obstacle courses for them. And they're, they got to go through physical challenges. They have to run all over the place and find clues and then they end up getting one of their gifts at the end. One of the years you had to dig a big hole to find your gifts. Yeah, and, and the hole's was... still there. I've been keeping it under a little like yeah. box and keep digging it deeper. Remember, didn't I put a clue inside of a deer head or something like that? Mm-hmm. A rotting deer head? Yeah. No, you put a piece of paper through the deer antler. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. Okay. I don't really remember now, what, in, what was at the end of the obstacle course this year? A go-kart. Oh, have you guys been having fun with that go-kart? Mm-hmm. And Valor, are you riding it as well? Valor, you been doing? Yeah. Yeah. He almost wrecked. Well, I tell you, he's yeah. been doing a good job though. And uh, and on one of them, um, I was not looking, so I gotta be confident. In that. 
Yeah, you, you do. Because one of the things I've noticed about you guys, it's kind of like this with baseball also. You kind of like looking behind you or looking down when you're running. Or when you're riding a bike, you kind of like looking down and looking behind you to see if you're peeling out or anything. And what I've noticed is you guys like peeling out on the go-kart. Yeah. And you like looking behind you. And if you're looking behind you when you're driving, that means you're not seeing what's in front of you. So you got to be pretty alert to what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish go-karts had suspension. It does bounce a little bit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it bounces a little. Yeah. This morning, the chain came off already. Yeah, but that's because somebody was turning it too sharply and burning out in my yard, and then the chain fell off. I can fix it. I've already done it once. No big deal, right? <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, then we go to Mima and Papu's and swim. Do you guys have fun swimming? Mm-hmm. Val, do you have a good time swimming? Yeah. What is it about swimming? Hey, we, um, you got to try to drink that chai tea latte rather than spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> you had fun, too, at Bub's birthday? That's cool. Even when we landed the go-go road. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we get back. But for some reason, Charlie said I was not old enough. Oh, really? Yeah. We got back last night. I wasn't feeling good. We were going to have friends come over, but we just couldn't handle it. And we still watch some fireworks, though. Okay, so I thought we could talk about your favorite Bible story today. Might be fun. And what is that story again? David and Goliath. And that's your favorite as well, isn't it, Valerie? No. No, what's your favorite? Samson. Samson's your favorite, huh? Yeah. You know what? We should do an episode on Samson. Um, well, actually, it's the fire sword thing. Oh, what, the one where Elisha or somebody else... I just read it when he saw the vision of the glory of God. Oh, that's pretty cool. And you guys, it was when you were reading to him? Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that Action Bible awesome? Yeah. I well, actually kind of wanted it to be new. Oh, yeah? You wanted it to be, you wanted to see all of it. You wanted to see File Sword, guys. Yeah. One day you will. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Let's regroup and get to First yeah. Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to tell you the story of David and Goliath at any moment. You guys stop me, raise your hand, or just interrupt with a thought, and we'll talk about that. Okay, you guys get it? Yep. Thumbs up? Yep. Good to go? Here we go. The Philistines were gathered, and they gathered their armies for battle. And they were gathered at Sukkoth, which belongs to Judah, and they encamped between there. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered, and they encamped in the valley of Elah. And they drew up a line against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a big valley between them. Okay, you guys got the scene, right? Look at me. Philistines, Israel on this side, big valley in the middle between them. Okay? And there came at the camp of the Philistines a champion named... Goliath. A champion named Goliath. His height was six cubits. You know what a cubit is? No. About 18 inches, or... So we're talking about a nine-foot-something man. That's pretty tall, right? And he wasn't even the tallest of the giants. He was six cubits and a span, and he had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze, and the bronze armor on his legs and the javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And the shield-bearer went before him, and he stood up, and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. 
And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. What would you guys be thinking if you saw Goliath hooping and hollering and screaming like that? I would be I wouldn't be scared because I knew Jesus would be with me. Awesome. Because we want to be like David, right? We don't want to be like everybody else, all cowardly. Mm-hmm. Right? Ah, the giant Goliath! Ah! Yeah, but that's what they were like, right? Yeah, they were. Terrified. Them, Terrified. I would yeah. not be as scared because Jesus is with me forever. And you're a giant slayer, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. But they were all there, and all of them were scared, and they kind of were scared into a frenzy because they were seeing this massive giant. Oh. And they were very fearful men. They, they did not have faith that God was going to help them defeat Goliath. They were terrified. And so they were watching Goliath come down and mock God every day and mock God's people every day. And they were just listening along. Nobody would fight. They were just shaking in their boots, you know. Okay, so the story unfolds. David was the son of Jesse. He had eight sons. In the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. The three oldest sons of Jesse went with Saul into battle. Now David was the youngest. The three oldest had followed him, but David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And for 40 days, the Philistine, Goliath, came forward and took his stand morning and evening. Now here's where it gets a little bit spicy. And Jesse said to David his son, Take your brother some grain, ten loaves, carry him quickly to your brothers, and also take some cheese for the commander, and see if your brothers are well, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all, men, all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep early in the morning, it's like us, with the keeper and took a provision and went as Jesse had commanded him and came to the encampment and was going out to the battle line shouting a war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army, and David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. And he talked with him and behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as he had before. And David heard him. All the men of Israel went out and saw the man, and they fled from him and were much afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now, it made David's brother mad. What do you think about that? Yeah. Kind of weird, right? Because mm-hmm. they should be thinking what David is thinking. All of them should be. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be backing down in fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never do that. David. Okay, we've talked about this though, because everybody has some sort of fears. Do you? You don't think you're afraid of anything? No. Really? I'm afraid of many things. Well, like no, what? Let's name a couple things. What's he afraid of? Not afraid of anything. That's not true. Well, here's the thing. You might not be afraid of anything right now, but given enough time, at some point, everyone is scared of something. There's something that's scary in life. If I called up, called you up on a Sunday morning and said, Now, Valor, come on up here, and I want you to tell everybody, and then I ask you to talk to somebody about the Bible or something like that, would you that make you nervous? Scared. You nervous? Oh, yeah. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. See, there's something to scared of. Okay, there yeah, we go. But, and big snakes. And big snakes, huge snakes. Big pound. Don't. 
Like what you show me of the picture? Right? Those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are scary snakes. And Ransom, yeah, you're, you're afraid of what? When I'm playing baseball, I'm nervous that a ball's going to hit me in the face. And you got to overcome that fear, don't you? A ball's hit me in the face. I know. At least 13 And times. I was super proud of you, though, because you did not cry. You just, there's a right and wrong time to cry, and the wrong time to cry is on a baseball field when the ball hits you. You got to suck it up, push those feelings down, and do the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get that ball to first or get it to wherever it's got to go. Push my jaw a little bit. Yeah, that, that can happen. Okay, so the story keeps going. David starts talking back to his brother, and he starts telling his brother, hey, I've done nothing wrong here. But this conversation was heard by other people, and other people actually went and told the king, hey, there's somebody here, he's willing to fight Goliath. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this man, the Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. You're but a youth, and he's been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him, and I struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And he rose against me. I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So now we know the story, right? David was starting to put the armor on. He said, I don't like these. I've not tested these. I've not been into battle with these. So he took those off. And then he took his staff, and what did he do? He went down to a creek creek from the brook. A little river. Right? And he picks up five stones. There's a giant to slay, and he picks up these five stones. How many of these stones is he going to have to use? One. It was one. And you guys know. And so David goes out, and he stands before Goliath, and Goliath began to laugh and mock David. But David said to the Philistine, you come... You come to me with sword and spear and with javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord, the God of our armies of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord Lord God will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that, that there is a God in Israel. And then all the assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. Well, the Philistine stood up, and David started to sling his sling. And check this out, boys. He flung one stone, and it went. Struck Goliath's thunk. head. Yep. Okay, guys, you know the story. Well, he kills Goliath, chops his head off, and they end up destroying the Philistines. Pretty amazing, right? Okay, so here's the big idea, the big question. There's a couple of mistakes, a couple errors we can make with this story. So I want us to connect the dots here, okay? David saved Israel armies that day. Is there any way that you could think about the story maybe tells us about Jesus in some way? Okay. Pretend Goliath is Satan. Okay. And David is Jesus. Okay. David, which we're pretending is Jesus, uh-huh. will kill Satan, which we're pretending will kill Goliath, which is pretending is Satan. Yes, perfect. Jesus will kill Satan, and David killed Goliath. Okay, and so he did that for all the people, right? Because all the people were scared. So David 
quote-unquote Jesus, mm -hmm. stepped out for the people who were scared, and he killed Goliath. He took sure. down the enemy of the people and the enemy of God. It's amazing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Valor, are you kind of connecting the dots here? Are you seeing this? Because we should be seeing that Jesus is the center of the Bible. That's really true. Yep, talking about David and Goliath, and David helps us understand more about Jesus, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but if we only talk about that, we're actually missing a key point of yeah. the whole story as well. Yeah. Be because it points us to about it, it points us to Jesus, and we're so thankful for what Jesus has done. But also, the Bible calls us in that story to not be like the guys that are shaking in their boots. We should be like David, right? Yeah. Because let me ask you this. Are you guys going to have some enemies in life? Yep. Are you guys going to have to fight the devil? The devil and his minions and all his and all his workers? Yeah. Because he shoots fiery darts, and so we've got to fight and stand against the enemies of God, don't we? Yeah. Okay. When we face enemies, is it better to stand in fear and not fight them? Or to do what David did and say, how dare you defy the living God? How dare you defy the living God? What do you think, Valerie? Be like Valor? David. Be like David? Right? We don't want to be a scaredy cat little weenie in the back. No. What? No. No way. We want to be tough. Yeah. And we want to trust the Lord. Yeah. That's right. Because we, we know that we wherever we go, because we know God's with us. Mm -hmm. yeah. If we know God's on our side, why should we be afraid of anything? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is never away from us. That's right. Jesus never. is always with us. So we also, so we also want to be like David, and when we see giants in our life. When we see obstacles in our life, things that are difficult, things that we know are going to require a lot of work, or things that, that are going to require a really good attitude, we need to go to that brook, we need to pick up some stones, and we need to trust that as we do our work, that God is going to help us and that God is going to do what only He can do, right? Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't that just that David threw that rock that day and he was just such a good guy, you know, he was, he was so good at a slingshot. It was that God directed that stone right into the head of Goliath. Mm -hmm. And so we wouldn't, we definitely want to be like David, don't mm -hmm. we? Yeah. I really like him. He's cool. He is. Yep. Okay, you guys have any last words of encouragement? Valor, what do you, what do you got? You got to be like David. Okay. Should we trust God? Wherever we go. Okay. Should we work hard or be lazy? Work hard. Work hard, right? Work hard. Okay. Ransom, any last words of encouragement? If there's anything too big, if there's anything too big, trust God and he will bring you through it like David went through with Goliath. Man, good stuff, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening in. This has been our attempt to be faithful to the David and Goliath story. If you don't know, a few years ago there was a pastor, a guy that I had learned a lot from, who had said, you're not David, and corrected those who had missed Jesus in the story of David and Goliath. But one of the things that's important to see when we know Jesus is the hero even of the David and Goliath story like we talked about earlier, yep. we also have to know that we do have to pick up those stones and slay those dragons. Slay them. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, this is Jared, Ransom, and... Valor. On the Sons and Slaves podcast. Please subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes and pass this along to every father and son that you know.